0: Senior, we have fallen back, but not on our asses. We've fallen back an hour, yet again.
1: You know, I was like falling back an hour, and I was like, okay, what is he gonna say? But you literally mean an hour, h o u r, not o u r. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh it's the it's that time of year again everybody's favorite time of year no i don't mean christmas i mean the time of year we all reset our clocks back one hour it's that glorious time of year where it gets dark at like five o'clock and not a single person uh asked for this yet here we are every single year yep
1: every single you know in some states they're actually getting away or getting rid of this daylight savings hour change or whatever
0: yeah i've been um, hearing about that for like six years but nothing has ever been done about it
1: yeah so we need to get the hustle on this bustle because i'm tired of it changing and if it's gonna change it's just like it should be when the sun's out we're out and when the moon is out the freaks are out i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> hell yeah the freaks come out at night it's always their time when the moon is out, especially those full moons, and it's pretty apt that uh we've come to this part of the year where we change our clocks back because today's topic deals with time and timing uh and I don't mean the time you tell on your watch or your phones no, 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 I mean when will you know it's time to take the next steps in your relationship. Ooh. Hell yeah, we got all that and possibly more coming up next on Soft Boiled Ace. Let's do it. You are now tuned in to the Soft Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia. Your one-stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: In light of this topic, I actually did a little bit of research that is both Um, just, how do I say, um, like, real and also just based on people's experiences, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but as Dean mentioned in the intro, today we're really going to be talking about timing of taking next steps, but also, like, taking first steps with a partner, um, which can be a really scary thing, um... I don't know about you, Dean, but I know I have experienced this before and psychologically speaking, like it's totally normal for people to be scared of rejection. And so that idea of taking a risk and making a move or offering suggestions or even taking next steps in relationships can be really, really like frightful for people. It can cause a lot of anxiety, um, as we say, like cold feet. Um, especially when we're talking about like marriage, for example. Um, but like like the psychology behind it is like this idea of potential rejection amps up our anxiety. And that's actually a big reason why people don't either make their first moves or take their relationship to the next phase because they're scared of things that can change.
0: Yeah. They say you only get one first impression and that is very, very true uh that first impression that first meeting that first hello is the scariest it absolutely is uh i don't know how it is from a girl's perspective but uh i know generally speaking this is a patriarchal society where men are taught to you always have to make the first move uh you have to put uh you have to dip your toes in the water so it's always dependent on the guy to presents himself to the female or or I guess not even female uh, even like the male or the person that they are trying to uh, swoon court uh lay with whatever the case may be however you want to spin it uh generally the guy is usually the one who always has to make that first move and yeah like you say uh, that anxiety goes through the roof it's it's the getting you get in your own head about stuff uh if you don't have a lot of self-esteem or, or self-confidence by yourself you can second guess uh, The things you say, the things you might do, things you wouldn't normally say, you end up saying, Uh, thinking you're going to get you're going to elicit the reaction you think you're going to get. But no, Uh, sometimes and you end up coming off as a as a weirdo or in some cases a, a creep. And that's the last thing a guy ever wants to be called is the C word. And I don't mean cunt. It's the word creep. That's probably like the worst thing I think you could ever call a guy.
1: I've called a few men in my life a creep, and some of them still are creeps.
0: <laughs> Unfortunate, but uh, yeah, that first that first step uh, to getting to getting the ball rolling, to getting things going, that uh, that's always just uh, it's a it's a nerve wracker. Uh, you wanna you you kind of almost want to put on an act, but not too much of an act to where you're being disingenuous to the to the person you're talking to or the person you're meeting uh it's kind of it's kind of like playing kind of like playing chess in a sense like everyone always says you know so-and-so is playing chess not checkers it's kind of it's a minefield it's a it's a battlefield out there one you have to play mm-hmm. physically and one you do have to play uh in your head
1: mm-hmm. well Speaking of games, I mean, do you kind of want to start with the bigger subjects and then we can just work our way down to like the more like basic steps?
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. I like games. Watching <laughs> one right um, now.
1: Speaking of games, uh make sure you check out the Discord friends give miss. Uh and for our folks who are listening, uh just a little tidbit, a little sidetrack, every single year we do a like Christmas Thanksgiving party for the Ramen Raider crew. And this year is going to be specifically interesting as I, one, will be hosting again. But also, I'm creating games for us to do. And out of those games, I will be recording tidbits, of course, with people's consent. And I'm going to be posting them to the Soft Boiled Instagram page Um, to give y'all a little insight as to, you know, what we do for the holidays and how we just celebrate together. So more on that later. But anyways, getting right to it, how do you know or when do you know that you are ready to get married? We're going to start with marriage because marriage is a very scary topic for me. I come from a family of divorce uh, and I'm pretty sure like Everyone in my family is divorced, actually. Like, I don't know anybody, like aunts and uncles, at least. I think I have one uncle, him and his girlfriend or wife, have been together since they were, like, 13 or 14. Um, So they were, like, literally ride or die. Of course, they had their ups and downs. And, you know, it, it's good to see that they're making their marriage work. Um, But personally, I, I'm not against marriage. It's just, like, I really... Want that one person to be the one person that I'm with for the rest of my life, so I take marriage very seriously. If I'm going to ever do it, let me just tell you, I am all over the Gottman Institute to see the what are compatible. Yes, so for my lovely psychologists and psych majors out there, we know about this thing called the Gottman Institute, and basically, the Gottmans are. Uh, this husband and wife that created this whole institution and this whole study besi- um, behind, like, the study of romance and the study of relationships. And so you can go to uh, the Gottman Institute or the com. There's books. But basically, they are, like, the expert experts to go to about relationships. And Dean, I want to hear more about your thoughts about marriage and kind of where you stand on the marriage stance. And then I'll go into a little bit of like what the Gottman Institute has to say about marriage.
0: The office, that sounds like a sitcom on like TBS or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. My, my thing on marriage, I kind of flip flop on, on marriage. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, over the years uh, I've always said, uh, yeah, one day I would like to get married and everything. Right. You know, start a family, uh, have some kids, settle down, all that stuff, and don't get me wrong, like I absolutely do, uh, those plans haven't really changed much, but I think my stance on marriage has just, you know, ebbed and flowed over the years, in the sense that, like, there are times where I do want to get married, and there's times where I don't want to get married, because, kind of like you, I kind of just want to be with someone, you know, mm. I don't, I don't really see the need to, have this big ceremony that'll cost you thousands of dollars and you have to feed everybody and you got to pick a grand grandiose location and hire a dj and photographers and all this uh, all this extra stuff you know people get all you got to rent a tux and she has to buy a dress you got to buy a a thousand dollar ring all this kind of stuff like it's, there's just a lot of hoopla that goes into for what just amounts to what everybody wants to see. It's just, you want to see the person, the people kiss at the end of the ceremony, and then you just want to go eat some cake and get drunk on the dance floor. That's kind of what the excuse is. You can do all that without the, the pomp and circumstance of a wedding, if I'm being completely honest, but uh, I don't know. I, I kind of just want to, like you said, I I want to be with my person uh, forever. You know, like I... The whole marriage thing just seems a little much to me. Getting the government involved in my relationship doesn't seem too enticing to me. Sure the tax breaks are nice, I guess, but it's I don't know if that if that's like the only advantage to mm-hmm. getting married and I guess making it quote unquote official and committing yourself like I can commit myself to someone without a ring on my finger like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know everyone's different, but me personally right now I think I think in my state of mind right now, um, I could see myself getting married, but I'm I'm in no rush to get married at the moment.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of things I've been seeing on social media are people getting married. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes when I see all that stuff, I get really anxious of like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And it low-key kind of makes me feel bad. Like, for example... Um, I found out recently that one of my exes just got married. And I just like his new wife is like a friend of a friend type of thing. And I like we dated back in fucking middle school. So it's not really like technical, I guess. Um and when I heard about it, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty dope. Like I'm so glad for them, you know." And and then I was like, "Damn. We're like not even 30 yet and we're getting married." And then I noticed more people my age were getting married. And it kind of low-key freaked me out. And I remember in uh, at Napa Valley College, I took human sexuality um, with what's his name, Mr. Walksmooth, I think his name was, Uh or is, hopefully he's still alive. And I remember we talked a lot about marriage and divorce, but at that time, that was like 2014, I remember like half of marriages ending in divorce. Yep. It's um, well,
0: always that stat I've heard too.
1: Yeah, which is wild to think about. Um, but then I remember reading recently, I think it was from like the census, um, like the national United States census bureau or whatever that stated like people who get married have still a 50% chance of getting divorced while your second marriage, you're, you're 60 to 70% more likely to get divorced. So, if you're someone with the first marriage, you're going into your marriage for your very first time, you are 50% likely to get divorced. Uh, Real and quick. Then
0: if you... Oh, sorry, sorry. Continue. Yeah.
1: Nope, go ahead. You go. You go.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna say, like, I because I there's I've been listening to a, a well my normal podcast, and lately uh, they the topic of marriage has been like a hot button debate, and I'm a <laughs> I kind of agree with what they say. Like, if you get married once and it doesn't work out. Uh, you get divorced or separated or whatever. Why would you get married again? <laughs> like, I I just don't there's get hopeless it. Hopeless
1: romantics, I think, or there's financial incentive, or there's a baby involved.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that. Oh man, don't don't kids into the mix. That's that's a whole mess. But like, yeah, mean, honestly, for Jay,
1: though. she got married like seven times or some shit like that.
0: Yeah, honestly, for me, like, if I get married once and and it doesn't work out, I'm never getting married again. Fuck that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I did learn that you are more likely to not get divorced if you wait to move in with your partner after you're married. But we'll get we'll touch on that subject in a sec. I want to kind of get into some of the signs of like how you know marriage is appropriate or like you're ready for marriage with your partner. So again with the Gottman Institute, they are the relationship experts. Um, So I'm kind of pulling some information from there, but also some information that I got from Reddit that kind of like justifies it. Um, So the very first instance of really kind of figuring out like, oh, am am I ready to like get married to like my person is really defining why marriage is important to you guys uh, or to you both and what marriage means to you both. And that is like the top, like overall message when it comes to like the Gottman Institute because if one person sees marriage as a business deal and the other person sees marriage as like this hopeless romantic fairy tale ending, you're more likely to end in divorce. If one person is just scared of being alone for the rest of their life while the other person is fully invested in like building a life, again, there's two different meanings, there's two different messages and there's two different reasons why it's important. So you're more likely to end in divorce. So some things that I were kind of like pulling through on Reddit was a lot of people kind of providing that like testimony of like, we both wanted to build a life together. You know, me and my girlfriend thought we were pregnant and we were going through this pregnancy scare. But it wasn't a scare for me. In fact, I was exp- excited. You know, once I told her that I was low-key excited, she also felt that sigh of relief because she was excited too, but was scared of how I felt. And that's how the guy knew, like, you know, wait, we're trying to build a life together. And then that's when he went out to shop for rings. Um, So, I don't know. I think for me, when it comes to, like, what when I'll know I'm ready to get married with someone is I want to for sure make sure we have the same values about marriage. But I think specifically for me is this idea of a person who is willing to continue working with me. Um, I've dated a lot of people. I've had very few like, long-lasting relationships. But all of those long lasting relationships, I feel like I was abandoned and like me exaggerating it, but it's just more of like when issues arose, they ran away, which further reinforced when issues arise, I run away because that's kind of what I know. And that's what I've been showed. Um, So to have someone that's like, no, you like, let's stay, let's figure this out. I think that for me will be my sign of like, this person really wants to be with me.
0: And yeah, you want to you want someone who who will you can go to battle with pretty much
1: exactly because
0: shit's gonna um, get rough at some point.
1: Oh, shit's gonna be so rough. But like Marshall Erickson says in "How I Met Your Mother," relationships are hard, but if it's with the right person, it should be easy. And that's what I constantly like keep in mind. And for me, also, it's you and your partner against the problem. I tell that to all of my people that come to me that are having marriage or relationship issues. And it's like, it's you two versus the problem, not you versus them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think a strong foundation, uh a strong a partner with a strong foundation absolutely goes a lot farther than someone who, like you said, it's just going to, at the first sign of trouble is just gone. Cause then that, that tells you right there, that's, that's just their character that like, they're just going to run at the first sign of trouble. Mm -hmm. And that right there will already tell you, you know, you're not, you two just probably aren't meant to be together. Like, let's be honest. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Um, Oh, I was going to ask you Deandre um, in terms of like what you think would signal that you're ready for marriage. Like what are some things that come to mind? Um
0: yeah, you know, that's a that's a that's a good question cuz like I've never really been I've never gotten that far in a relationship before, right? So, I really wouldn't know when when it would feel right, if that makes sense. Like I could sit here and tell you that, you know, we move in together and we we are happily coexisting in the same in the same domicile she does laundry i do dishes vice versa we pick up chores uh we you know keep up the grocery bill and all this all this you know all this stuff right like i could sit here and say all that is 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 checking off everything on my list right but mm-hmm. none of that really means that we're ready for marriage. If, if, if you know what I mean, like those are signs of a good relationship. Absolutely. But as for when, as for when, uh, I know when I know that I'm, I'm ready to get married. Uh, I honestly don't know. I think it's one of those things kind of like, like, uh, when, when people say all the time, uh, you don't know, when the right, the right person will come along in your life when you least expect it. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of like that, um, kind of in that same aspect of, I don't know when I'm ready to get married. I think I'll just know it in my heart. Like I'll just feel like, yeah, now is the time. It doesn't have to be We we've been together for three years. So three years is the time limit. You know what I mean? We've lived together for two years, two years is more than enough time to know whether or not I, I want to get married. I think it's, it's just, it's just gotta be right.
1: Have you seen those videos on TikTok? Like it's other people like on their podcast, but there is this one specifically where I think this guy was like, "Oh, well, I know you don't have TikTok, but like I, it's on Instagram, and you know I'm sure your girlfriend will show you TikToks when you're oh, with her." But oh,
0: I get sent TikToks all the time.
1: As as you should be, you might as well just do what Ace did and just make one of I'm, anyway, I'm, re- I'm
0: resisting currently.
1: <laughs> it's okay, you'll fall. They always fall anyways um but there was this guy that was saying like men know if they're gonna marry a girl within like the first five minutes of a date type thing Mm. um which is like really weird to think about because i think about like for example one of my friends he's been on like a thousand dates and but then it makes sense because some of them fell you know through on the first date like he's like fuck no and then There's other girls that he was like, oh, I can, there's potential. And then there was a few that was like, I want this. Um, But even then he was able to really name like the longer term girlfriends he had. He was like, there was just something missing. Um, And I don't know. I think, I think when you build a relationship with people, you do at some point know whether or not you are going to spend your life with them or if you want to spend your life with them or if it's very temporary. And I fucking hate the cliche of like, when you know, you know, because obviously I haven't experienced that. I thought I had experienced it. And I'm very thankful I did not end up getting married. But like, man, looking back, I was like, no, what I thought was like that ultimate sign was really just anxiety of being very scared of losing my relationship. Um, And that's another thing like, When it comes to that sign that you're waiting for, I guess, with marriage, I think it's really kind of figuring out what your life looks like with a person. Like, does daily life feel easy? Do you trust each other? Do your goals and your values align? And if they don't, can y'all compromise? Feeling safe with them, feeling both dependent and independent from them, um, you know, going back to what DeAndre said was like, you're in it for the marriage, not for a wedding, right? The party and the booze and the and yeah. the memories, mm-hmm. but rather like the actual act of commitment towards each other. Um, there was this article, I think it was like brides.com or something like that. I remember saying like, your family likes your partner. And that one I will say can be a hit or miss because you were spending your life with your partner And yeah, it would be ideal for your partner to get along with your family, but also like you're building your new life with your partner and your partner doesn't have to be involved with your family if your family doesn't like them or vice versa.
0: Yeah. I've always said, uh, to my friends that, uh, that want to talk to somebody or something along the lines of like their parents didn't like them or whatever. I tell them, I don't give a shit. You're not dating the dad. You're not dating the mom. Mm -hmm. You're dating the person, (laughs) you know? Yeah. If their parents don't like you, that's on them, you know? It's not their choice.
1: I have dated uh a few mama's boys where their moms didn't like me, which is weird because everyone's parents love me, but I I think it's really like, You're stealing my son type of attitude, and I'm like, You can have him because you clearly do everything for him. And that always translates to you're gonna want me to do everything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think overall, like, there's just that idea of, you know, I think every person's quote unquote sign is a little different. Um, but ultimately, like, it's that, that like foundation of like, you want to live life with them. Um, and I think that's, that's like the ultimate, like, how do I know I'm ready? You want to live life and build a life with them.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, you you just want to be, you just want to be uh together with the person. At the end of the day, like what the, yeah. whatever whatever, regardless of what that looks like, whether it's marriage or uh marriage or no marriage, like obviously the, the keyword the the keyword at the end of all this is just happiness. If you're happy and they're happy with whatever situation uh y'all got going on. At the end of it all, Hey, whatever works best for you, different strokes for different folks. Uh, I do, I do kind of, uh, to pivot to, uh, getting a little smaller on the scale. We went from marriage, even for a lot of people, uh, this, this step right before marriage, uh, would be something that we already talked about would actually be, uh, moving in. And this was actually kind of the inspiration for this episode because, uh, a friend of mine was streaming the other day, and she was chatting it up uh, with me in her Twitch chat. Uh, shout out to uh, Tiny uh, on Twitch. Uh, she she met she she actually was asking me about my girlfriend and my current relationship, and she asked me, uh, "Hey, well, when when do you think it's a good time to move in?" And uh, I actually answered pretty pretty quickly. I said, "I don't think there's." Um, fuck. I'm now I'm trying to remember what I said exactly. I think it was something along the lines of I don't think there's a right time. I think you just sort of know, <laughs> kind of what I'm going back to. Uh, with the with the marriage thing and she said and she came back with the quickness and was like oh so what do you think about three months and i was like okay three months is way too quick <laughs> in my opinion okay too.
1: okay okay hold on i was like
0: three months so is so you
1: can't you can't fucking take that shit back
0: <laughs> no i know i know and i re- and ex- that's exactly what i was about to get at is like i i realized my mistake uh the moment she came at me (laughs) with something that's that i was kind of like whoa that that doesn't sound right that doesn't sound right at all okay so maybe there is a little bit of time to moving in and everything you know Uh, what's
1: funny is i i'm pretty sure okay so my ex uh or two exes ago now i guess um i met him in june We talked from, like, June to July. I met him in person for the first time in July. He asked me to be his girlfriend, I think, in August. And I think I moved in, like, two months later.
0: Two months, my God.
1: Yeah. And you know what's funny is I remember calling my mom and I was like, hey, um can I move in with my boyfriend? Like, what do you think about that? And she was like, you're a grown ass woman. Like you don't even live <laughs> at home anymore. Like, you you want. And I was just like, I think I just, I wanted her to say like, yes or no. Mm. So I can kind of have like a fallback or like my mom said no.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, oh so like you like to sleep over. Oh, yeah, my yeah. mom says I can't sleep over. I'm sorry. And
1: it, it's weird because this is the guy that I was saying, you know, like I, I'm grateful that I didn't marry him. But I remember when I first, our first time having met each other in person, mind you, we like met on Hinge, we messaged each other for a while, FaceTimed. We would literally be on the phone or on FaceTime till like four in the morning. And our very first date was like, I was so in love. I was so, it was like love at first sight. And I hate love at first sight because I thought it was a cliche. I thought it wasn't real. But no, it was like... I was smitten, like fireworks were in the sky when we kissed for the first time. It was insane. Um, And I literally mean that, like there was fireworks when we were kissing. It was awesome. And we didn't plan it. I literally leaned in to kiss him and I kissed him. I made the move and a firework went off. Um, But anyways, so when, you know, we're going through this relationship, I'm head over heels. So in love. And then we move in. Um, and I think I was hesitant because it was my first time, like, really living with somebody. And I was moving to the bay um, from, you know, being on the outside of the bay. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like a, how did I know I was ready? It was just more of like, it's COVID. If I'm going to be sheltered in a place with anybody, like, I wanted to be you. And I was already spending days at a time at his house anyways. Um But it was very much a COVID relationship. Like, unfortunately, I've come to realize that I was his cure for loneliness. And, like, the feelings I had for him were not what he had for me. And, you know, it really sucks that this is the relationship where he cheated on me in in our apartment type thing. But, you know, I think if I could go back and do it again, I probably wouldn't. Because for me in those moments, it was so real. Like, You know, we didn't talk about finances. We didn't talk about money. Those are all very important conversations to have. It really just felt like he was home. And I wanted to continue that feeling of feeling like I had a home. Um, And for me, that's kind of when I realized, like, if I'm going to move in with somebody again, I want it to be with someone who fits my lifestyle, who I feel comfortable with. Basically, if I can take a shit and you're in my house... (laughs) You're good because I get so shy taking a shit in front of people and like, not even in front of people, but you know what I mean? Like with people knowing I'm taking a shit.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, you get, so you get stage fright.
1: I literally, yes. So, and you know, like that's, that that's it for me. If I can take a shit while you're there, we're good.
0: Yeah. I kind of like going back to what you said about lifestyles and stuff. Like I, I've never lived with anyone, but my mom, uh even to this day uh but yeah at some point yeah, obviously I do plan on moving in with my uh current girlfriend um whether that be her current apartment or she gets uh, a bigger one which I'm assuming that's the plan we have we we've, we've only really ever talked about it. it it nothing has ever really like come to fruition like I've got I've got a bunch of financial stuff I need to take care of personally before I even think about moving in with someone else make sure I'm good so I can make sure both of us are good uh at the end of the day uh, but I know there's, there's going to be things that obviously I'm going to have to change about, you know, the way I live and my lifestyle and everything. Um, but also at the same time, I know while there are compromises that are going to need to be made, uh, there are some things that I am absolutely not willing, or I guess maybe like less willing to, to budge on. Like I, for example, right. Uh, I don't know if this is like the, 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 I, I don't get into the whole like horoscopes thing, so I don't know, but like I've always read that like Aquariuses or whatever are like kind of like private people and whatnot, and they value their independence uh and their alone time and everything, and I very much am that kind of person. I very much love like my space uh and I don't mean space in terms of like my bubble and everything like my like within arms reach that kind of thing I mean literally like my room is 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 like sacred ground, you know i i don't really like people being in here uh i like my room the way i design it uh i like things being the way they are i don't i don't really this is this is uh for lack of a better term this is the safe space you know this is where i feel most uh comfortable this is where i feel literally the most at home uh some like things like that like i I'm going to need my own room. I'm going to need my own space. And I think that's that's honestly just going to be for the betterment of their relationship. I think both it, it, it does both people good to have their own space, to be in their own world, to, to have their own vibe. Because let's face it, uh, if there's an argument over anything and it turns heated, uh, you know, I'm going to want a place to cool down. She's going to need a place to cool down. What better place to do it than our own rooms? Things like mm-hmm. that. No, uh.
1: that's very real. Like, oh my goodness. I I first of all, I thought you guys were going to move in when she moved out here. Um, I didn't realize you guys were going to wait a little longer, but to each their own. I think my I think my brother and and his fiance like they waited a f- well, my they've been together since they were like 15 maybe. Yeah, like 15. So, they How old is he now? Thirty. Jesus. Yeah, they've been together for like fifteen years, uh, damn near fifteen years. So when they my brother moved to my dad's house and he was already older too, so I I guess I always kind of assumed she would just move in with them. Um, but they didn't. And it wasn't until my brother moved out that they moved out together. But even then they still had like a roommate. Um, so my brother's friend lived with them as well. And then after that, my brother and his fiance moved to the current place where we live now. And then I'm, I just recently just moved in with them. Um, but I think I think this is my brother's, like, second girlfriend, technically. But, like, the first one's from, like, middle school. So I don't really think that counts. So <laughs> <laughs> technically, I think this is, like, his, this is his, like, kind of only relationship he's really been in, like, that. As, like, an older, mature teen and then into adulthood. Um, cause I don't remember, well, I was younger too. So I just remember he had like a middle school girlfriend and then my sister-in-law. Um, I don't know anybody in between and, or like anybody before the first one. So I, m- I remember like girls having crushes on my brother in like elementary school, but yeah, that doesn't count. Um, and you know, I think they are both on the same page with like having a wedding is like not really in their forte. Um they already kind of existed the together the past fifteen years. I'm sure the marriage is just like a like I'm I'm committed to you type thing, but I think they would both be just as happy with or without an actual like marriage, like license and that like technical commitment.
0: Right. Uh going and my
1: brother has said it like once or twice you know, when I was going through my relationship issues, I remember one time he's like, yep, if me and my current fiance don't work out for whatever reason, I'm going to just buy me a man cave and have my video games and my anime.
0: I mean, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Yeah. Like, yep, yeah, like <laughs> why? Why spend money on anything else? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Yeah. Kind of going back to uh to the top of the topic or the beginning of the topic of of like, when will, you know or when is the right time to move in? Uh, also kind of going back to the, the conversation that spurred it on. Uh, I I remember tiny after asking me was well, three months too soon. And I was kind of like, okay, that's a little too soon. Even though I said, there is no right time. Uh, I, after the three months uh, line, I did sort of kind of rebuttal, not even like rebuttal. I, I, I kind of like joking was like, you barely know each other at three months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like, mm-hmm. let's face it, like at three months in, what really do you know about each other uh assuming at that point you both oh, their live favorite se- color. <laughs> like you you i'm assuming both of you live separately still at this point and I'm, I'm not speaking like you i'm just speaking in generalities but uh you and your partner or your fleeing or you know whatever you want to call them you both live separately you both have your own lives i'm sure you both know very like surface level things about each other maybe hopes and dreams again everybody's different Every relationship is different. I, I, uh you, you, you both have probably seen each other inside each other's buttholes at three months. Who knows? But I don't know. I think for like most people, three months it does seem very quick to move in because um, that that you're still sort of in the honeymoon phase. You know, everything everything seems perfect. Good everything seems in. lovely. Like- all that stuff.
1: That's the perfect time to move in. Moving in in the honeymoon phase when you're super in love, like, and it goes it, like, okay, this is so fucking cliche, but it's like when you know you know, like if you're <laughs> moving in after a month, there's a whole show called Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> like, yeah, the, that's yeah. yeah I yeah. know hella people, not hella people. I know a few people. Let me not exaggerate. I know a few people who got married after like a month of knowing each other. I know people who've gotten like you know, pregnant and shit after like a month of knowing each other. So, I mean, to yeah, eat that's crazy. Own, I need, I need time. <laughs> I can't say shit anymore. Cause I was that person. And to be quite honest, I think I would do it again if I was in love with someone and I was like, fuck yeah. Like, let's do this. Um, I mean, I'll probably actually, no, I'm not going to even think like that. I would hope that I wouldn't have to regret
0: it. I don't know. I need time. I need a lot of time to think about things. <laughs> I don't know if that's like anxiety or whatever, but I, I need time.
1: It, you saying that reminds me of uh, this guy that I dated in my early 20s. We're, I need to start making up these fake ass names so we can keep track of who's who. Um, I'm going to call him Jack from Jack Skellington. So when I was dating this guy named Jack, uh, I had just left a relationship with, let's say, uh, obi Obi one. So me and Obi Wan had just broke up. <laughs> I see. I have an Obi Wan figure in front of me. That's why. Uh Obi Wan and I had just broke up. Jack came through like two weeks later and slid into my DMs. I let him take me on a date because I was like sad, but not really sad about me and Obi Wan. And um Jack had asked me to be his girlfriend and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I just broke up with what's his face, like I'm not trying to do that. Like, can we just wait? And, like, wait till I'm, like, done kind of processing my breakup. Tell me why Jack was, like, if you spend your life waiting for the right time, or if you, if you spend time waiting for the right time, you'll wait your whole life. And I was, like, okay. So he's, like, so do you want to be my girlfriend? I was, like, sure. I was, like, damn, this boy really manipulated me into a whole ass relationship. <laughs> and then me and Jack were on and off for five years. So there's that. Ah, whoa. Well- anyway.
0: It started good. You had us in the first half. <laughs>
1: um. Yes. So, if you are in that process of figuring out if you want to live with someone, I think it's just really important to ask. You know, like why y'all would want to live together. Um, talking about like logistics, you have to talk about finances. Like, it has to be a thing. What's a realistic budget for rent? You know who's taking what furniture. What are y'all? What furniture you're selling? How to combine the two places into one? Um, you know what your boundaries are. Gender roles, like that's a really important conversation. Um, and just that constant reminder of like, it's you two. Uh, excuse me. It's you two versus the you two problem. And that burp. I know. I was like talking, and then. Like saliva came up, and I thought I was going to throw up. Sorry, <laughs> that's how disgusted I am talking about this topic. Um. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I think a big key factor in all of this is that communication piece. Um. So yeah, just just be mindful of like what you're ready for and and what you're willing to do.
0: Uh, speaking of what we're willing to do, uh, what's what's the next uh breaking down. Um we went from marriage to moving in. what was next on your on your breakdown of of steps? Is that what we're doing? Uh,
1: yeah, we're doing steps. I was thinking um sex.
0: Oh, when is it time to, we, when is it good? Are time y'all to...
1: meeting parents and meeting family before y'all are having sex or after? I oh, would really like to know. I, I... think I have sex first. I, I oh I,
0: I'm definitely a sex person first. Fuck all that. I don't need to, I don't need to meet the so mom. Should
1: we talk about meeting parents or should we skip that cuz that's kind of boring? <laughs> uh
0: honestly, mm, I've only ever met the parents of two of my uh girlfriends. This one and my last one. Oh I don't, really? Yeah, I've I don't, met all of them. <laughs> yeah, so the first one the first one's a little complicated because uh when we were together uh in our nine-month relationship, uh, I only got to meet her dad, who was very elderly, uh, and her mom uh, had passed uh, at some point, uh, I think it was maybe like two or three months in, so I never got to meet her mom, unfortunately, but I did get to meet her dad when the mom passed, uh, we went out to, uh, they're from Las Vegas, uh, so we did go to go out to Las Vegas, and I we got to stay with her dad for a few days, and I got to meet her brother, who she doesn't have too good of a relationship with. Uh, and this mm-hmm. is for thanksgiving too so there was a you know it was a very hard time for her uh i had to meet her dad her brother his her yeah his fiance and her family they were black they were black so i got to eat good that day i'm not gonna lie to you mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but now yeah that was that was uh that was a good time you know despite the circumstances and everything uh and my current girlfriend i'm not even i honestly don't even know when I met her mom, maybe it was like a month or, maybe a month or two a- after we got together, uh, we made it official. Uh, I do remember the first meeting. Uh, I do remember her, her texting me after and saying like, yeah, you're the first boyfriend that my mom actually liked. Uh, and to this day, like that still holds true. Like we, whenever her mom comes down to hang out, like we always, all three of us have a, have a good time together. We actually just went to Six Flags uh, a few days ago. So that was a good time but yeah it's always it's always sex first before meeting the parents
1: i'm a whore new year new in-laws for me (laughs) um yeah i it was interesting because i've only ever had one like partner relationship we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend yet um actually that's not true he had literally asked me to be his girlfriend five minutes before i met his whole family after telling him I wasn't ready to be his girlfriend and I wasn't ready to meet his family.
0: Five minutes.
1: Yep. So (laughs) we had this whole conversation like the day before that, you know, he had asked me like, oh, what are we doing? Where are we going? Mind you, I'm in grad school. So I'm like, I'm also like not really fresh out of a breakup, but like I had just gotten out of like a serious relationship. So I was like, well, if I'm going to like get into another one, I want to take it slow. And he was a really kind guy. Um, he still is a kind guy. Um, so, this guy, let's call him... Uh, fuck. Let's call him... Damn, I have no names in front of me. Let's call him Bakugo. Yeah, Bakugo. Yeah,
0: Bakugo.
1: <laughs> um, actually, no, because I want to call him... Well, no, because he's Muffin Man. Okay, anyways. So, Bakugo and I were talking for a few weeks. And he had asked me, like, oh, like, what's this? where's this going? And so I was like, well, like... You know, I want to take things slow. I just got out of a serious relationship. I don't want to jump into anything too quickly. And the next day, he went with me to my previous roommate's birthday. And long story short, he, like, had asked me to to be his girlfriend. And then I met his family. Um, but I remember it was, like, traumatizing a little bit. Because it reminded me in high school, I got asked to be someone's girlfriend in front of, like, 20 people. And I was so embarrassed and I felt obligated to say yes. Oh um, yes. So very uncomfortable. But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I I want my partner to want me to meet his or her parents, but I think it's like an ongoing conversation because I get a lot of anxiety meeting family members because I like to impress. And I've never had family that like hated me before. So I, I don't like that feeling of like someone doesn't like me and they don't know who I am.
0: But yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm still just five minutes before meeting the whole family. (laughs) I'm just so stuck on that. Like that's, that's just, that, that is just so asinine to me. Like, I don't know how I could never do that to somebody.
1: Yeah. I think there was alcohol involved. So I think he just had liquid courage. Oh, Um, well,
0: you know what? Hey. It all, it's all is forgiven.
1: Yeah, but let's bring it down to sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me.
0: Yeah, something you and I are uh, pretty well versed in.
1: You call me a slut?
0: I mean, you just said you're a whore.
1: That, that is facts. <laughs> I, that I am. <laughs> um. All Actually, right, I'm, I'm a self-admitted
0: whore as well, so.
1: Yeah, that you is. Yes, you are speaking of hoeing it up how do you know when you're ready to get down with the get down
0: oh we talk about it beforehand (laughs) like i i this uh i'm sure we're gonna probably break it down later um with with like when when i'm sure we'll talk about like when will you know uh when you know someone is interested in you type of thing, uh, mm-hmm. kind of going along sort of like those lines. Uh, I just, we just, if it's me and whoever I'm talking to, I kind of will make it known like, Hey, I'm only in this for a friends with benefits, or I want a relationship or, you know, I want to take things slow or move fast, whatever the case may be. We, will communicate those things like if i know i'm i'm on a on a i'm on a binge of like i just want to get my fucking dick wet for the next month or so i will do whatever it takes you know i will i will go through all my channels my means of getting my little pp wet i will do whatever it takes and those and the people that i'm talking to they are there for the same reason as me they need uh they need a um a fix and i can provide that <laughs> um but if we're talking like if we're just talking like i want to get into a relationship with someone uh it can it can really be a number of things where like i've had it to where like me and my current me and my current relationship we we've fucked within moments of meeting each other you know, uh, for those of you that don't know, me and my current girlfriend, uh, we were supposed to originally just, you know, meet up to, you know, be, it was supposed to be like a hookup, a one-time hookup thing, which could have possibly turned into our friends of benefits thing, but it ended up flourishing into so much more than that. So, and here we are uh, months later uh, in a happy relationship, Uh, but there have been times before where kind of the opposite happened, where not like the opposite, but sort of like the the inverse happened where we talked for a little bit and then sex just sort of happened. Uh, and, I, and I actually think I talked about that in the last uh, episode we did about hookups and situationships. Mm-hmm. That story got told in the very last episode. You can go check that out on the soft boiled, wherever you get your podcast, uh, soft boiled life, love, happiness. Ace tells you all that stuff in the, in the beginning. Hi, how's it going? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like to get sex out of the way first and, and of course it has to it, it, it has to feel natural. It's not gonna it can't be forced or um awkward, I guess would be the sense. Like I want everyone to feel comfortable uh in this situation. If it happens, it happens. Uh when the time is right, uh when the cards fall into place, then uh uh we make boom boom.
1: Yes. uh, To be specific, he's talking about episode 16, titled Sex, and episode 17, More on Sex. And I'm sure we've thrown it in there a few other times in a few other episodes, but that's kind of getting more deeper into the sex topic. Um, So you can always refer back to episode 16 of the Soft Boiled podcast. Um, You know, that, I think, is more, imp- like, not a more important, but that right there is probably how i feel but at the same time i can be sometimes of like one of those girls that's like oh i'm not gonna give it up on the first night because i'm not like that type of girls Uh let's be realistic if i had more confidence i probably would give it up on the first night but i don't like to be perceived as a whore um not that i am slut shaming at all for me it's just more of like it's it's okay if I called myself a whore and other women call me whores because for me, it never offends me when if another girl calls me a whore or a bitch or a slut. I don't care. It's when men specifically use the word because it's such a patronizing, like, male, uh, like, dominant society as it is, like, the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. Um, yeah, down with instead, the
0: patriarchy.
1: Down with the patriarchy. So I never want another man to call me that. Um... I could give a fuck about a bitch if she, anybody, any female thinks I'm a whore. That's fine. I don't care. Um, It's when men start to degrade me that I have the issue with because you know me and you know I have a loud mouth and you know I'm not going to sit there and just take that (laughs) shit. You got a lot of mouth. (laughs) That I do, Dean. (laughs) That I do. Um, I'll be, uh, just
0: to sidetrack you for a little bit. Look, I love love a good whore. Like, I don't go fuck. Like, I know we talked Uh, about sex a lot, but I love a whore. Fuck fuck that vanilla shit
1: dude honestly like it really it and i've talked about this too again in in episode 16 you know the episode about sex and then i think episode 17 more on sex um but it's it's really that idea of and i think actually yeah episode 29 situationships it's like i don't want to be perceived as like this girl who gives it up and like i do a lot of like internal slut shaming and. And sometimes it really ruins the fun for me. Um, So I kind of make them wait a little bit. I am trying really hard to unlearn that idea and just have fun. Because obviously if it's consensual, that's the biggest and the most important thing about sex. It has to be consensual. Consent. No means no. Yes means yes. Yes. A yes can turn into a no doesn't mean you just fucking persuade them into yes. It means like, okay, let's stop and we'll revisit if if it's possible and if not, it's a no. Um I think for me the biggest factor on top of um like consent is STD screenings. I if I can talk to a person about STDs, we can be open about our last checks. I'm more than likely going to have sex with you. If you are timid about it, you make fun of it, you're immature about it, it's a no. It's a hard no. And the reason for that is because a man that tells me about his screenings and is comfortable with sharing that information or even saying, like, if it makes you feel comfortable, let's get tested beforehand, it shows me that you're caring, you're considerate, not only of me and my body, but of you and your body. And you have some type of self-awareness of like you don't want to catch something and you're being cautious about it
0: yeah, um I so think, like
1: with oh go ahead
0: yeah i was gonna say i think that speaks to uh kind of like the their character as a whole like i know we talked about we we've, we talked about it briefly in the past but never really like delve deep into like how much of your past do you want to know about uh, or how much of your partner's past do you want to know about that kind of that gets lumped in there too you know if someone is willing to open up to you about uh any complications they've had with stis or any run-ins or any scares or anything like that 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 is uh hugely important because like you said it is kind of stigmatized uh even as adults as we get older it, it's it's fucking crazy that if you ask someone uh you know, when was the last time you got tested or have you ever caught anything or anything like that? So a lot of people get, like you said, timid and shy and defensive and everything. Like, oh, I'm not, I don't have anything. Okay. Well you would have no problem, uh, saying it or, or taking, getting a more up-to-date test if you did it, you know? So,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just, it, it's not the most comfortable conversation, oh, but no, absolutely it can a real comfortable time if y'all just have it. So, yeah, I think that, um, you know, something else that I was kind of thinking about too, in terms of like, you obviously need to have like sexual desire. I can't tell you how many times, and this is more for like women because I think women can get away with it a lot easier than men can because men, you physically have to get it up to show interest type thing or to like perform with women. And I hear this a lot throughout my time as like a therapist and like just talking to other like female friends about sex. It's like we are so able to downplay our desire or fake our desire and kind of just like open our legs and be like, all right, go ahead just to get it over with. Mm. And that for me, it's like, it's sad. Cause I'm like, you're literally just like, you're I don't even know how to explain it, but you're,
0: you're not present in the moment. You're just like going yeah. through the motions almost.
1: It's kind of like it's a chore, and you're like, "All right, just get yeah. the job done, and hurry up." And it's like, "Come on!" Because then you start having really negative associations with sex, and it's a job, it's a chore, it's unfulfilling. And then what? You know what I mean? And it's like, y'all can't really tell when we're not. I mean, sometimes you can. If if you're really in tune with your partner, you can, but i mean if it's just like or if it's just like a hookup it's like not you're sometimes just not able to tell yeah and it's a terrible experience it's an uncomfortable experience and we've also talked about that on the uncomfortable experience or uncomfortable like bad sex episode um and yeah it for me was just like going back into that reality is like no i would i don't think i would ever want to do that again i've done it before and it, it sucked
0: yeah, with hookups, obviously, it's a little bit different because you don't know what the person is like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like hookups are they could be one time things. they could be a little bit ongoing thing where you get to know their person's body a little bit better. But uh, with relationships, yeah, there is there is there is a key factor there that you you both want to be present and enjoying yourselves in the moment rather than it just being, like you said, a chore. Mm-hmm. or just like all right let's get this over with i got dinner i got dinner to make and i need to go to bed
1: i need to go to bed that's yeah i've like i said i've had that before and that just sucks <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: now you i know we're coming up on time a little bit but uh if i know we've got time for uh one more um so if you want to do the honors what would be Uh, Going down the ladder a little bit farther, what's what's the next step before sex?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on the person for this perspective, but because it can come before sex or after sex. But when you are ready to get into a relationship.
0: Ooh, that's actually a good one. I'm I'm surprised we haven't talked about this already because yes. that 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 can blow up into like a, a whole topic in and of itself uh me personally because i think i've always had a i've always had a uh an answer for this question uh for me personally i think the time you know uh when you're ready for a relationship is when you yourself are at peace with where you're at in life you're at peace enough to where you feel like you can support yourself and support a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that doesn't mean you know, you're know you the most financially stable or your home life is, is the best or anything like that. It's not what I mean. I don't mean like everything. You have to have all your ducks in a row. Like everyone's got problems. Everyone's got issues. Everyone's got things that they're working through. Um, but if you feel like you can give yourself... Uh, up enough um for another person in your time of need or through your hardships then i say by all means you know at least go for it give it a try
1: yeah um i for me i think it's more about like if you are ready to be able to coexist with someone and just being able to like be emotionally available, but also emotionally vulnerable, being able to be independent versus like dependent um sharing of information and realizing like you were no longer the only person kind of making decisions um and obviously, I think it depends on the age of your relationship, right? If you're sixteen listening to this, you're obviously not gonna really go to your boyfriend to figure out like if you're gonna go to your mom's house this weekend type thing um but more so, like you know in your twenties. Especially if you're like, um, like past the meeting the parents stage, or maybe even like, um, moving in together, because I did that shit, right? Like, those weekend decisions become a lot harder because now you have someone else's life to be considerate of. Um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes too, like, just saying fuck it and just seeing what happens can be helpful. Sometimes we think about shit way too much and overthink things and i think it just kind of ruins the momentum sometimes you gotta really just shoot your saw and just see what happens
0: yeah that's the thing is like i don't I, I know we kind of talked about it like but you don't want to wait too long yeah there is a there is a fine line of and i know for guys like i kind of talked about it uh with the anxiety thing uh but like yeah, there there is a time you you got to you got to know when is the time to like you said shoot your shot and get this thing going cuz uh I know I I was thinking about this all day actually. Uh there used to be like these unwritten rules that guys used to follow. This is like way back in the day. I think before like we were when we when we were really young. Uh, I always hear about people talk about, oh yeah, if you get a girl's number, you have to wait like three days to call her and everything. Cause you don't want to seem desperate and all that stuff. And I, I just think like, really, that just seems dumb. Like, why not just call her the next day? You know, uh, cause let's face it. Like in those three days, she could be getting someone else's number and going out on a date with somebody else. Uh, and that could have been your opportunity to, you know, take her out for a good time or, you know, make a move, you know what I mean? Show interest. These... You know, something
1: I learned from How I Met Your Mother is, because they talk about the three-day rule, like you wait three days to call a girl. Uh-huh. Um, for every rule, there's an exception. And I mm. feel like if it's meant to be and if it's the right girl, you're not going to need to wait the three days because she was already waiting for you to call her sooner than that. And even if it comes off like a little too much at first, she liked you enough to be like, yeah, I'm glad you called. Um And for me, I think that's, that really does show like when it's, I hate this fucking cliche too, but like when it's meant (laughs) to be, it will be. Yeah. I hate cliches, but they're also so true. And that's the reason why they're so cliches.
0: Yeah. I remember I met a girl uh, at a bar and I got her number one night uh, and I didn't wait. I I literally texted her uh, the next morning when I woke up and was like, Hey, this is so-and-so. Oh, this is, uh, you know, Deandre from the bar. You know, I had a good time last night. Uh, you know, if I, I, you know, I'd want to hang out again if you, if you were willing. And she texted me back, uh, I, I don't know, like a few hours later or whenever. Uh, and she was like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I had a good time too. And yeah, I'd like to hang out again. And we went on a date It didn't go anywhere after that first date. But you know, I, I shot my shot, you know, I, I showed in- I did pretty much everything that you were saying like I showed interest I you know took her out uh we had a pretty decent time at least I thought so um you know things didn't work out it is what it is but the the shot was uh I put the shot in the air uh it hit the rim it rimmed out, but I mean we got the shot up in the air, and that's all that matters. the attempt was there
1: speaking of shot up in the air, can I kind of sort of stay on topic but like not be on topic but also like out myself right now Uh oh okay so like a few years ago some guy dm'd me on instagram uh wanted me to come over and it was like 10 o'clock at night mind you he had his own house so it was like okay whatever but i was like it's late dude like why do you want me to come over so late and he was like well duh like to have like to hook up at the time i had just had my not just but like i only had had a one one night stand before and i wasn't really involved in like the hookup culture yet so i was just like no like unfortunately like i'm not that girl like sorry no big deal you know i just i just let him down Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so i thought about it i was like oh it's been a while so i was like let me reach out to him so I DM'd him and I was like, hey, I know it's been a few years.
0: A few years.
1: It's been like two two years max. Uh so I was like, hey, remember a long time ago you DM'd me about this specific want you had or need you had? Uh well, I was open I was wondering if we can revisit that conversation.
0: Oh my god
1: uh i shot my shot and he just read the message so there's oh
0: he left you on red
1: he did he left me on scene but it's okay um the shot was made and it was a miss and oh well my feelings are not hurt
0: i mean hey at least uh, at the end of the day you tried and I think exactly. that's that's literally all that matters is that you tried because better at least you tried and then, then you'd be wondering like, oh, what if I messaged him and things could have maybe turned out differently? You, you, you're just going to be left wondering that. But no, there's no more wondering. You got your yeah. answer. <laughs> and that was that.
1: And I feel like that's actually a really great way to kind of wrap up tonight's episode, which is that idea of trying like, ultimately, whether you're getting into a newer relationship, you're having sex with a partner for the first time, you're moving in, you're getting married, having kids, whatever, like, you have to put some type of effort in. But on top of that, that effort needs to be matched because relationships are a two party idea, a two party organization, a two party, whatever you want to call it. There are two people. It's not fifty-fifty. It's a hundred, a hundred, or seventy, seventy, or some type of compromise to figure out how to get each other to a hundred. And I think as long as you're trying and you're being communicative about it, I don't see anything wrong with being able to just shoot your shot, seeing what happens. You know, I think when it comes to like even for people who have been in relationships and they're not sure if they want to get married, like having those conversations can be really helpful uh people who have been in long-term relationships i always tell people go to couples therapy even if you don't have issues because you put a bulletproof vest on before you go to war not while you're in fucking fire zone um and that's essentially what couples therapy does but ultimately like you you gotta be able to put effort in the bare minimum
0: yeah and the effort uh has to be genuine at the end of it all, it has to be genuine, and it has to come from a place, a good place. It has to come from the heart. Uh, and it, when you when you're looking for someone, it can't be someone to fill a void. You know, they're not your therapist, they're not your babysitter. You are there to uh, coexist. They're with, not your mom. Yeah, exactly. Like they are there to coexist with you, not take care of you. So you both have to be equals. You are both partners. One is not this isn't a hierarchy or anything like that. You both are in this together and you need to be treating your partner and yourself with the utmost respect.
1: And with that, we're dropping the mic. Cause that was actually a really great way to end it.
0: <laughs> Metaphorical um, mic drop. These things are expensive.
1: Yeah, they fucking are with that. Um, We really want to hear from you. We really want some feedback and some engagement, seeing what kind of topics y'all would like to talk about in future episodes. Um, Also, I'm going to start doing more polls on our social media. So um, if you haven't already, go ahead and go to your Instagram and go to at underscore softboiled. Follow us. I'm going to start creating polls for the topics that we're going to be doing. I revamped our little like posts for the weeks, episodes. Um, but most importantly, we just kind of want to know like what people want to hear, what feedback y'all have for us. Um, for today's episode, for all my lovely listeners out there, want to see if they're compatible with their partners or whatever. The Gottman Institute, it's uh, that's Gottman dot com. That's G O T T M A N. They have relationship quizzes on there. Um, you can sign up for their like email list and they'll send you the results. You can always unsubscribe later, but there is actually a lot of information on there for people kind of navigating their relationships or their marriages. If you want more support, if you want to like spice up the bedroom, get to know your partners more, the Gottman Institute. I love them so much. They really help as a therapist and as a person actively involved in intimate relationships. Um, yeah. yeah. We
0: love you, Gottman.
1: yeah. Uh, Otherwise, you can follow at softboiled, at underscore softboiled, and follow me if you want to get involved with my Instagram page, at yes and yes, that's uh, yes and y-u-h-s, or you can follow our lovely Dean at, I got it this time, it's at yellow underscore boots one. That is yellow underscore boots with the number one
0: hell yeah she's got it
1: oh fucking 27 no 30 episodes later (laughs) (laughs) right um dean any other last plugs
0: uh yeah um i've got a twitch channel uh twitch.tv forward slash f-o-o-l-y w-o-l-f that is twitch slash tv twitch.tv slash foolie wolf uh like a dragon guide in the man who erased his name just came out so i will be doing a playthrough of that if you're a fan of the yakuza slash like a dragon franchise come hang out with me uh i got busy things happening this weekend so we'll be streaming this weekend we'll be back at it next week uh in the meantime thanks for tuning in to another fantastic episode of soft boiled we hope you like listening to these as much as we like making them we've got some fun stuff coming out yesenia is doing a great job with the social media as always uh fun things on the horizon and we hope to have you all here with us with that everyone drive safe uh if you're if it's getting cold wherever you are stay warm teddy drive safe to work we love you Uh, With that, thanks for listening. And you've just been.
1: Thought. Boy.